And I think if people didn't have a preconceived idea of how it should taste, I think they'd probably all be quite pleasantly surprised at how nice they actually are. So if you just take it as a drink and pour yourself a lovely glass and it's nice and cold and you put some ice in and a splash of soda, whatever you want, it's really delicious. But as soon as you say, well, this is a Sauvignon Blanc, then people say, oh, no, oh, no, it doesn't taste anything like Sauvignon Blanc. It's horrible. Welcome to Goodbye to Alcohol, a podcast from Wild Without Wine. Whether you want to say goodbye to alcohol, have already said goodbye to alcohol, or whether you're just sober curious, this is the podcast for you. We've got recovery stories to inspire you, experts to inform you, and plenty of advice on how to ditch the drink and change your life. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Goodbye to Alcohol podcast. My name is Janet Goron. I'm the founder of World Without Wine, and I'm your host for this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We believe it's really, really hard to change your drinking alone. So at World Without Wine, we're all about community. We're all about keeping each other on track. Each week, we feature a community voice, just to give you a flavour of the awesomeness of our tribe. Here's a lady from one of our WhatsApp groups. Morning, everyone. My Friday win is next week, next Friday. I keep on thinking about it. I'll be five months off booze, which I still can't believe. I just think the win is that I don't waste time anymore feeling hungover, feeling guilty, um, promising that I'm self I'm going to moderate. I just feel very stupid that I started drinking at 18, drank for 40 years on and off, you know, just using it as celebration and commiseration. And my Friday win is that I've probably gone through the worst times in my life in the last five months with losing my dad last month, with having an intruder break in in the holiday accommodation. And my Friday win is that I never even considered having alcohol because all it does is take, it gives you absolutely nothing. And it's really sad that so many people in the world are led to believe that with the glamorous photographs, that it's, you know, something fun and something. So I'm just really, really lucky and happy that Janet's World Without Wine email popped up during lockdown. And I was ready to take the plunge once and for all to not spend any more time wasting my life on something that is just not worth it. I just would never have believed when Lucy would talk about the bunny field, that life is so much better with it. And I wish anybody on this journey the best of luck. Just take it one day at a time. And uh, Carlin and I will be hitting our 150 days in a few days. And uh, I hope to meet all the locals on this group at some stage so we can celebrate with a nice cup of tea or coffee, which actually is just as good. And Sandy, thank you for your lovely note. I'm really, really chuffed that you're, it's just brilliant. Lots of love. Bye, everyone. If you want to join our warm and welcoming community and get a bit of support, just go to worldwithoutwine.com and click on the membership tab. Now, I ditched the drink nearly six years ago. And during that time, I've witnessed something of a revolution. I've witnessed a definite shift to sobriety as people start to question their deeply entrenched drinking habits. And I've also witnessed an explosion in the alcohol-free drinks market. The beginning of my non-drinking life was a bit of a sad place. 
When I went out, I had to have a Coke or a glass of water or an appetizer, and I didn't really like any of those things. But gradually, things have been changing. I still remember how excited we were back in 2016 when Duchess came out with their alcohol-free gin and tonic. They were the first to recognise the ever-growing need for an alternative to alcohol. Then came a few alcohol-free beers. Then Seedlip alcohol-free gin was launched in the UK. And gradually a few wines began to appear. Until here we are six years later with more than a hundred choices. And the really exciting news I've got for you today, hot off the press, is that we can source any of those hundred choices directly from a brand new online store. It's called Drink Nil and it's a one-stop shop for all of our alcohol-free drinks. Today I'm chatting to the brains behind Drink Nil, two lovely ladies called Caroline and Fiona. Apart from giving us the lowdown on their story and sharing their favourites with us, they're offering a 15% discount on their products. So please stay tuned to find out more. So thank you very much for your time, ladies. Uh, let me ask, ask you both to uh, kick off by introducing yourselves, please. Um, okay, I'll go first. Uh, my name is Fiona. Um, I, um, yeah, originally from the UK. I've been in South Africa for 18 years now and uh, live in Somerset West with a, a small family, two girls and my husband, who's, a, who's actually a wine producer. Um, and yeah, I've always been in marketing and, and branding and brand development all my career, 20 odd years of it. Um, yeah, most recently kind of moved more into online retail um, and e-commerce um, with six years spent with uh, Yuppie Chef, which is a very well-known South African retail online retailer, uh, which I'm sure you've heard of. And um, yeah, and, and I left there last year, set up my own small brand consultancy um, early this year, and I help small companies with their marketing. Um, and then Caroline approached me, uh, I don't know when it was, about August this year, with the idea for Drink Nil, and said, did I want to be involved in, in some way? And I, I said, absolutely, didn't even think twice about it. And, and here we are. So that's a very brief introduction to me. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Fiona. Well, it, it is an awesome idea. Well done, Caroline. Mm -hmm. Let's hear more from you. Thanks, Janet. So uh, my name's Caroline, and I'm born and bred in Cape Town. I've been living in Somerset West for the last seven years with my husband and our small son. And I've also, uh, my career has only been in the wine industry I enjoy wine very much, um, but there is definitely a drive for having a little bit more of a healthy healthy consumption and a bit more of a healthy life. My, I have another business that's also in marketing and communications, uh, specifically for the wine and hospitality sector. And Fiona and I got together in August and started this new venture. And it's been really a great learning curve, I think, for, for both of us ever since. So we are not looking back. We're only looking forward. Awesome. So how did you get the idea? Did it come to you one day or, or had you been thinking about this for a while? Because it's such a brilliant idea. I think you, you guys are going to do so well. Oh, thanks, Janet. Yes. Uh, I actually, at the beginning of the year, I um, started doing a bit of research into the sort of non-alcoholic drinks market. And I, I really wanted to start my own product. That was my plan. And I got together a group of like-minded people who were also keen to start a, a product. 
And we, I don't know if it was just that we all have other jobs and we're all super busy, but we couldn't really get it off the ground. And when we finally sat down and did some costings, we all realized that <laughs> cash flow was going to be a big problem. So we shelved it for the time being. And then obviously COVID hit. And of course, my interest was piqued further by the fact that there were suddenly people couldn't drink uh, alcohol and couldn't purchase alcohol and all of that. Uh, so my husband actually suggested to me, if you can't come up with your own product, stop moping around and rather start a store where you can sell on non-alcoholic products. And then when you have your own product one day, you'll have a lovely platform to sell it. So I was thinking about that for a few days and I actually finally met Fiona for the first time, I think in January through a mutual friend. And um, I really enjoyed our meeting. And, and I, I, thought, I thought to myself at that stage, this is someone I'd really like to learn from. And she's got a fantastically uh, a different skill set to what I have. And, and that's always exciting. So when my husband mentioned it, I immediately messaged her and I said, Fiona, you know, I know this is a bit strange because we only met that one time, but I've got this new um, idea and I'd really like to chat to you about it. And I know Fiona's got a, a big background in digital marketing with her time at Happy Chef and, and that. So I, I figured she'd be the right person to do it. And, you know, sometimes with these things, it's a little bit easier to uh, do it together than it is to do it on your own. And in this case, it definitely is because I think if it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't have done it at all. I'd still be sitting here saying I wish I had an online store that specializes in non-alcoholic drinks. I, I, I threw the idea out to her and I didn't really know how to approach it because I had done absolutely no re sort of research in, in how an online store actually works and, and things like that. And we just got chatting and she sounded really exciting, which was exciting for me. And then, I don't know, like that was in the beginning of August and sort of come three weeks later, we'd already started building the site uh, we had our branding all sorted and we had a little toast here in the office and said, well, by the beginning of October, we want to be live. And we managed to do that on the 9th of October. So it's been a really great journey. You're listening to Goodbye to Alcohol, a podcast from World Without Wine. Wow. Well, well done. The site looks beautiful. Fiona, why, why do you think there's so much interest these days in alcohol-free drinks? I don't know. I think it's, I think there's, it's sort of two-sided two a little bit um, and two, slightly two different markets in terms of age groups. And, um, and I'm talking more about people here who, you know, they're not, not drinking for medical or re religious reasons. It's people who, who kind of are trying to drink less, you know, still will drink a few glasses of wine here and there, but are just trying to, for whatever reasons, just trying to get healthy and drink less. And I, on the one hand, you've got the sort of people in sort of mine and Caroline's age bracket um, who, you know, may have small children, small kids, and they just need more energy and, and, and the explosion of the health market and veganism and vegetarianism and all of that in the last few years has just gone mad. And, and this is all part of that. It's around treating your body like a temple um, and treating it better and people realizing that having a bottle of wine a night is is, is crazy and it's not good for you um, uh, and you know when you when you're working and you've got small children like we are we're in that sort of you know bracket at the moment it's you know you need all the energy that you you can get and um, you know a glass of wine in the evening might be okay but any more than that and you're going to you're going to start to feel it the next day. So um, there's sort of those those kind of people out there who just want an alternative. Um, and then I do think there's something in, you know, the, the sort of millennial generation, whatever that is these days, because it changes all the time. But, you know, the guys these days in their sort of late 20s and, I'm sorry, late teens and early 20s, um, 
certainly very different from how I was at that, at that age. And um, it just generally, there's just less consumption of alcohol. There really is. Um, and, and it just it's just not cool to drink um, a lot anyway, you know, more than two or three glasses of wine. Whereas, I, I don't know about Caroline, but certainly when I was at university, in the UK, uh, up in Scotland, you know, it was crazy the amount that, that the, the kids at that time, we all went out and, and drunk far too much. And it was just normal. It was the norm. And I think there's something in kind of connectivity these days. People, you know, that there, there was no such thing as video calls and messaging. And in my day, you had to go out to a bar or a pub or a, somewhere to see people and socialize. Now, I think a lot of that actually happens from home. You know, people like like this on a, on a, a three or four or five way Zoom call or something like that. And you don't need to go and sort of have a drink to socialize and to, to chat with your friends and catch up and that kind of stuff. So I, I don't know. Um, but I, th- I certainly think, you know, there's... The, there's just a, a growth generally in, in this this health market, which is fantastic, of course. What can be wrong with that? It's great. And then, you know, the, the drinks market, you know, the drink suppliers have, have just met that demand. And they've just said, well, there's there's people needing this stuff now and they're needing interesting alternatives. And, you know, up until even sort of three years ago, really, there was nothing interesting anywhere Um you know, anywhere in the world, really, for, you know, there's a few wines coming out and alcoholic, non-alcoholic beer has been around for a bit and there's been some interesting choices there. But in terms of wine, we'll talk about that a little bit later, I know, um, and bubbly and and then all of these gin and alcohol-free gin and tonics and all that kind of stuff, there was nothing available. Um, and so right. the suppliers have met the demand and now there are some really fantastic drinks available, which we have really enjoyed finding and eking out. Um, and, you know, they're on the site and um, it's just all kind of grown together. Um, yeah. Don't yeah. answer no, the question, but <laughs> uh, it's, it, no. it's certainly, as you say, it's certainly exploded. It's just quite extraordinary yeah. that what, what excited me most about our, my sort of initial chat with Caroline when she came to me and she said, "This is what this is what I want to do." I, I first thing I did is I went home and, and Googled her idea to see if anyone else was doing it. I just couldn't believe that nobody was. Mm. Um, it's not to say that there isn't someone else out there probably thinking the same and maybe putting together a, a retail site as we speak, maybe. But um, I'm really happy that that we were the first, and um, because I do think this is this is an exciting opportunity and. People, you know, they like specialists. They like to go somewhere where there is just, you know, ev- you know, a dedicated space for one particular type of product. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mm. it's it's wonderful. There's so so much choice these days. I, I stopped drinking six years ago, and I swear there was nothing. Yeah, and going out in the evening was so difficult. Mm. You know, it's, there with my warm coke or my glass of water, feeling <laughs> thoroughly sorry for myself, you know. But people in our community that are giving up now, yeah, you know, they they've got a completely different, totally. different thing facing. And you mentioned the moms thing. I mean, you know about the mommy juice syndrome. You know, it's it's really quite bad in some circles. But if it, you know, it can give those that demographic some some choices. You know, something else to drink. Mm. I think it can really change. And, mm. and the health thing, yeah. I, I meet so many people that come to us, and, and they're they're exercising. You know, they're runners. A lot of the people, and they're um, you know they're gluten free. They're yeah. vegan. They're doing yoga every day, and they're drinking a bottle of wine a night. You know, it, it's crazy. So th- this is going to help so many people to to do that shift. I think. Agreed. Uh, 
let's talk a bit about the uh, the alcohol ban here in South Africa because that was pretty unique in the world. I think what's uh, what kind of impact has that had on sales? Do you think I talk, I was talking to Johannes from the Duchess about this the other day, and he said it was quite significant. Caroline, do you want to go for this one? <laughs> yeah, well, I, you know, I think I think what it did do. Uh, is it opened up a lot of retailers' eyes into the world of non-alcoholic. And if I just take, we have a little spa up the road from where we live. Uh, and at the beginning of the lockdown, it had hardly, it had probably three or four different options of non-alcoholic drinks um, or alcohol-free. And uh, by the middle of the lockdown, they had a whole shelf full of things. And um, obviously, you know, from our perspective, I, th- I think that helps us actually because you know if people are drinking alcohol free or non-alcoholic and they find something that they really like, it means that they'll probably go and search for other options. Um, and we've got a really great selection. I think Fiona almost a hundred now different products on the store. Yeah, so, over hundred. Yeah, over hundred. So mm. you know, I think um, I think it's all it's all it's all good for our business, um, and I, I definitely think it's good for people who are trying to consume less or be more mindful in their consumption. Mm. So, yes, and I, I do also think that it opened people's eyes up to the fact that they don't need to drink alcohol every day or so often or whatever because suddenly it was something that wasn't readily available. And I, I'd like to think that um, people suddenly realized that there were alternatives, which possibly you never really thought about before because it's just easy to grab a beer or a glass of wine. And now you can still, still grab a beer and a glass of wine, but you don't have to have a big old headache next morning. So, yeah, I think. Um, I, I think we, we we I don't know if it's sadly or non sadly, but we kind of missed both of those um, <laughs> both of those opportunities <laughs> because we only started in October. But um, and I, I did have a giggle, and I've got to be quite careful what I say here because I, a lot of my clients are in the wine business, so I'm, I'm obviously very um, <laughs> you know focused on on them, and I'm very happy that they can sell again. But um, when there was that rumor going around the other day about how they were going to shut alcohol sales, I was like, for the first time, I don't feel so sad about that. <laughs> but anyway, Luckily, they, they didn't do it. Um, yeah, I, I think um, just from our perspective, we we definitely, um, I think a lot of the people and a lot of the feedback from our site is that uh, people are keen to try new things and they are keen to, I think the term is sober curious. I think there's quite a lot of that at the moment. Um, and, I, and I think it's nice to be able to have options for, for those people. I mean, as you said, a warm Coke and a sparkling water at a party is just no one's, it's not fun for anybody. So, yeah, yeah we, it's been a lot of fun. Interesting. And I must say, I've, I've changed the way I drink, definitely, since we started this. Um, I think it's because we, we have a little um, HQ here in Somerset West uh, where we have all of our stock. And I'm surrounded by boxes of non-alcoholic drinks all day. And, and when I leave here in the afternoon, I really feel like drinking a, a non-alcoholic cider or, you know, a gin and tonic with no alcohol in. It's like really something quite special, I, I feel. So it's definitely changed the way that that I've I view consumption and and I must say I feel a lot better for it. You're listening to Goodbye to Alcohol, a podcast from World Without Wine. If you'd like to join our tribe, please check out our website, worldwithoutwine.com. Great. Yeah, well, talking of the, the alcohol ban, I experienced something really interesting here in Cape Town that you might have heard about. Uh, there's a restaurant here, La Colombe. And they they opened uh, a wine pairing experience, alcohol-free drinks with 
about seven or eight courses of food. And it was brilliant. It was so nice, you know. And uh, so they did that during the alcohol ban. I went back last week and I was just quite intrigued. Are they still doing this or have they gone back, you know, to the usual formula? Mm. And they're still doing it. So I was delighted. Mm. So if it hadn't been for the alcohol ban, they never would have thought of that. Mm. And I, I talked to the manager there and he said it was... It was so creative because for the first time ever, the bar staff and the, the the chefs, you know, they got together and they really experimented with all of these flavors. Mm. So, so that that was great. And uh, yeah, I'm, I can't quite think of all the drinks to be honest, but I know that uh, they have a they had a margarita to start with a cocktail, which was absolutely divine. And one of the courses came up with alcohol-free beer. Mm -hmm. And I was slightly surprised at that. But then I was talking to a wine expert that I know. And she said, to be honest, the flavors in those non-alcoholic beers are quite, you know, deep. And they would complement some foods. Mm. So I thought that was fascinating. Mm. And you should talk to them mm. if, if you don't already supply them. Because that that is an issue that we talk about a lot in our community because we, you know, we still like going to restaurants, even though we don't drink, and um, we can get alcohol-free beer nearly everywhere, but they're still not stocking the wine. And I'm trying to. I've got two theories about this. It's probably just me being paranoid for both of them, but I think that they don't want to stock too much non-alcoholic wine because if we're drinking that then we tend to just drink one bottle you know if there's two of us we're not going to have another bottle and if it's a big table they're not going to have bottle after bottle because you just don't want it Mm. so I've got that theory that they'd rather you were drinking alcohol because you'll drink more (laughs) and then I also wonder and you you might know the answer to this Mm. is there a kind of sell-by date on these non-alcoholic wines because we as we know you know most proper wines they age well but I'm wondering if uh, if they don't keep so well I do know that they don't keep so well once you have opened them um yeah because obviously alcohol itself is a preservative but I think I I should know the answer to this and maybe Caroline's quickly looking now <laughs> at a bottle but I, I, I don't <laughs> I don't actually don't know the art. I mean, certainly on the bottles that we have in stock, there's no best before date or anything like well, that. Actually, um, beyond this one, on this one okay. there is. Um, it says right. December 2021, okay. which I oh, think would yeah. probably be 18 months since it yeah. was made. Yeah. And I think, and um, Janet, you'd have to, I'm going to go and research it now properly, but someone did tell me that if the product doesn't contain alcohol, any food product, it does legally have to have a best before date. On it, and this oh, was one of the issues that we had when we were researching that product. Is um, you need to be quite upward with your stock because you have to move it within a certain period of time. It's not like wine that you know you can sell over three vintages or whatever, and it'll still be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, and I'm not sure if it's that a retail sort of uh, law or something like that. Um, but I, I'm going to look into it. Well, for our community, anyway, we would love alcohol-free wine to be more available in restaurants because it's just not at the moment. Mm. So obviously now we take our own wine along, (laughs) our own alcohol-free wine, of course, but then the restaurants 
or just corkage, which I think is slightly cheeky. Yeah, sure, it, it really is. But you know, it, it it'll be there'll be it, it's coming. I mean, there's funny enough, we get a lot of um, requests from the trade, um, and it is definitely something that we are looking at for next year is to open some kind of uh, distribution arm, um, which is which is really exciting. But it's a whole different business model, so we're not there yet. But um, but don't worry, we we're on it. <laughs> coming. <laughs> and one stat you might not be aware of, but I was talking to someone who's connected with AB InBev the other day, and they actually have a director there now who is in charge of alcohol-free beverages. Mm. And he's been told that within four or five years, his arm, if you like, his part of the business will be bringing in 25% of the turnover, really taking off. Mm. So, Fiona, can you take us through, because we all get very confused, I should know by now, but non-alcoholic, alcohol-free, de-alkalized. Give us a quick summary, Oh, please. golly. Um, okay, so um, I hope I've got this right, but I think I have. Caroline, please jump in if I'm, if I'm wrong here. Um, but um, any, any product, whether it's a food or a drink, um, only has to be called alcoholic um, if there is over 1% of alcohol in it or ABV, so alcohol by volume. Um, and I mean, something like a ripe pear or ripe banana or even a, a very or a sort of full fat yogurt with loads of natural bacteria in it has, has got, you know, almost 1% alcohol. People don't realize that. So so anything over 1% is alcoholic. Anything under, under is, is non-alcoholic. But generally, um, a product or a drink has to be uh, 0.5% ABV, alcohol by volume, to be called um, non-alcoholic, so 0.5% or less. Um, and to be called alcohol-free, the drink has to be 0.05% or less. So um, you can't call a drink alcohol-free if it's got more than 0.05%, but anything less, um, it can be. Um, Dealkoholized really only, and I stand to be corrected here, but really only refers to wine and some beers, um, which is basically the process of starting with an alcoholic drink or an alcoholic wine and taking the alcohol out, therefore de-alkalizing it. So with things like gins and gin and tonics and some of the, the spirits, um, they, they don't start with a, you know, a, a normal G&T, for example. They, they, they are just um, made from scratch, just, just different juices and different drinks. And something like gin is really easy to make just because it's so naturally full of botanicals and juniper and fainboss and all those classic botanicals that we all know. So you can, it, it's, just, just, it's just that kind of drink, but without the alcohol. So with dealkalization i think caroline might have to jump in here she knows a bit more about it than i do but it's it's basically a process of taking the alcohol out of the wine or the beer and it's it's done via a vacuum um spinning technology it's very kind of complicated it's actually incredibly expensive um and it's one of the, the other interesting things i mean a lot of people say to us well gosh why you know dealkalize wine it's still sort of 80 90 rand a bottle why is it so expensive well it's actually more expensive to make dealkalized wine than it is um, often a, a normal wine because of this. There's this very special vacuum process that they that they sort of add to the wine to take to distill the alcohol out, basically. Um, so I don't know if I got that right, Caroline. Could you want to add any more on that one, or is that about right? I think it's about right, Fee. Yeah. Good job. 
<laughs> so as I think you've got gathered, I work with people that really need to stop drinking. And so I've been uh, running World Without Wine for about five and a half years now. So obviously people in, in our community were the first people to taste these um these dealkalized wines, alcohol-free drinks. And lots of people love the beer, including me. I never drank beer when I was drinking, but now my go-to drink is still the alcohol-free beer. Mm -hmm. And we've tried all the wines, but the, the verdict usually is, oh, you know, that doesn't taste at all like wine. You know, that's, uh, that's more like grape juice. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I still haven't found one that I love. I, the one I like best, uh, I prefer the bubblies because I think, you know, if they're ice cold and in a champagne glass, you can almost kind of fool yourself. <laughs> but as for a red wine or a Sauvignon Blanc type wine, I'm, I'm still struggling. Although I did hear you ladies on Pippa talking about some very interesting ones. Mm. So uh, tell us more. What do you think we should try? You're listening to Goodbye to Alcohol, a podcast from World Without Wine. Um, you know, Janet, I, I've had this conversation so often with, um, with coming from a wine background, and I know Fiona has as well. I think the, the big problem that we're actually doing from a marketing perspective in the industry is that we're trying to sell a product that actually isn't wine as a wine. And mm -hmm. we're doing it by packaging it in exactly the same way. We're putting the same labels on. We're using the same bottles. Um, the, the marketing blue, but the back is all about wine. And I think when you are a wine drinker, when you, when you enjoy wine and you get faced with one of these options yeah, it's not, you probably are going to be disappointed, to be honest. Um, I think it would be far better to approach it as a, a sort of a wine alternative, not even actually even using the word wine. I think it's a it's an alternative made out of grapes, really. Um, and I think if people didn't have a preconceived idea of how it should taste, I think they'd probably all be quite pleasantly surprised at how nice they actually are. So if you just take it as a drink, and pour yourself a lovely glass and it's nice and cold and you put some ice in and a splash of soda, whatever you want, it's really delicious. But as soon as you say, well, this is a Sauvignon Blanc, then people say, oh, no, oh, no, it doesn't taste anything like Sauvignon Blanc. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I say that to people all the time. I say, try to think of these yeah. drinks in a third category. Mm. Yeah. And then just, you know, we have to taste lots of wine. And, and when we first start drinking, we don't even like the taste of any alcohol usually. But we have to keep trying, keep experimenting mm. until we find what we like. So I think if people think of all of these drinks as a, a different category, so we've got our soft drinks, we've got our wine, and then we've got the alcohol-free yeah. So um, I think that that is the way to go. But having said that, yeah. <laughs> I still want to know but, uh, what your recommendations but are. But I must say, um, one thing that, that has been great and, and this experience that we've had is uh, when the first wines came on the market, whatever, two years ago or three years ago, whatever, there wasn't a lot of uh, sort of other products for them to compare with. And I think it was, kind of, it was a brand new category. So I think it's come a long way. Um, and I, I definitely think some of the products that we sell, um, we've got a lovely one called Cognato, um, which is a, 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 Sweden, it's a, South, a South African wine, but it's actually mainly exported to Sweden. So we have it exclusively on the store. Um, it starts from a very high quality product and then goes through the spinning cone process. So, you know, you're not taking an inferior wine and then 
fiddling with it in the, in the winery and whatever and ending up with something really inferior you you're actually starting with something that's great and and then you know working backwards to to try and create an end product that is palatable and and people will enjoy so from a wine perspective the i i love the uncanny i think the uncanny is a, another another uh, in a little can it's a 250 ml pour which is also great because as fiona mentioned earlier we um if you had a whole bottle on your own i'm not sure how long it would last in the fridge for you um, and you maybe don't want to drink the whole bottle. So this is great because it's in a 250 ml pour mm-hmm. and it comes as a, in a Sauvignon Blanc and a Pinotage and they start with a very, a very high quality wine in the beginning. So, you know, the, the flavors that you get are quite typical to wine. And, and I must say it, it feels like a treat opening up your little can and, and having that. And also you can take it with you wherever you go because it's easy and you know light and portable. So that's great. And then the Cognato, as I mentioned earlier, is, is fantastic. But um, one of the, Best-selling ones on the site, funny enough, is Darling Cellars. Uh, they make a Sauvignon Blanc, a Shiraz, and a Rosé, um, and we sell. We do sell quite a lot of quite a lot of that one. People mm. seem to enjoy it. We've had good feedback on it as well, so maybe that's something you should try. <laughs> and if I can just jump in as well, um, it's slightly irrelevant because it's not live yet. But I will just say that we had a really interesting wine tasting last week. I think it was. Hey, Caroline. Um, mm wine and bubbly tasting of a, of a few of the products that we already list but also some new ones coming coming our way and we tried a particularly good Sauvignon Blanc which as I say is not live yet but it will be hopefully in the next few days um, from Bonnie Vale which is near Robertson or between Robertson and, and Swellendam um, and it's a Sauvignon Blanc and um, we really enjoyed that as a white really you know lots of Sauvignon Blanc features but um, nice and dry, um, so a nice fruitiness, but an, a lovely dry finish and, and really drinkable. Um, so look out for that one. It's coming soon. Yeah, I will, I will. That's so interesting, your, your point, Caroline, that um, if you start with a, a good quality wine and then do the dealkalize, you'll end up with a, a much better product. Uh, I really haven't thought about that. But that makes a lot of sense. Definitely, yeah. So bearing in mind we're coming up to the, the festive season, I was going to ask you, ladies, if if you'll give our community a bit of help by recommending some drinks and making up, you know, a, a selection for us, and then maybe giving us even a tiny little discount. What do you think? <laughs> um, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> um, no, with, oh, with pleasure. Um, no, we have we have given us some thought, and um, and actually we have just launched. Um, on the site, a few different types of um, of gift boxes, which has got a mixed selections in different categories um, for this, you know, f- for Christmas, but actually just uh, we'll probably keep them on after. So a nice kind of taster of different brands for people who are not sure where to start. Um, and, and they're already slightly discounted because you're buying in bulk. So they are discounted anyway by 10%, but we're really happy to offer an extra 5% to World Without Wine members. Um, so you're actually getting 15% off these boxes. And we're going to offer that on... On two of our boxes, um, and I'm sure Janet will, will put up the details later, but um, one is a, a box of beers. It's called the Brewski co- uh, Selection, and uh, it's just a, a selection of beers and, and ciders and a couple of ginger ales, maybe possibly more for the guys. And then uh, and then we've got a celebration box, which is a nice mix of bubbly, wine, um, and some gin and tonics, I think, in there, obviously all, all non- non-alcoholic. Um, I think I'm right in saying that's what's in there. So... Um, yeah, we'd love to offer offer your members a, a, a discount off those two boxes as a start. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. But hopefully that helps a little bit. 
That's wonderful. Mm. Thank you. So that, that'll run kind of from now till the end of the year? Yeah, sorry, okay. I should have said. Yeah, that, that's actually going to run from, that's live now. Yeah, and you deliver nationwide, don't you, which is, is fabulous. Yep. So, so let me end really by thanking you both and asking you both for your favourite alcohol-free drink. I, and I, I must say, I really love the Origin range of gins. They've got three different types, um, and it's from a, a made in a, a little farm in uh, Rafia Sonderent, and all of the botanicals are harvested off the farm. And it's made in a proper hydro stall. So it's actually really, they've taken a lot of time and effort to produce the, the gin. And it's got fabulous flavor and it's brilliant with a, with a dash of, um, of lemon juice or, or a little bit of cucumber or some spices and a lovely uh, tonic for a very refreshing afternoon sip. I must say it's one, definitely something that goes down very nicely uh, in our household. <laughs> Thank you, and Fiona. Um, I uh, I'm going to go with two, if you don't mind. Um, I'm not going to. I do like um, a lot of the wines, but we've spoken about wines, so um, I I love a, a nice beer, and I, this is a big brand, which I'm sure um, most of your listeners will have heard of. But I really do love the Devil's Peak Hero range um, of beer. Um, it's so beer tasting, it's unreal. You can't actually believe you're not drinking real beer. <laughs> um, so I, I think they're really well-made um, non-alcoholic beers. And um, I also love, this is new to me, I only tried it actually last week, but we've got a, um, there's a, there's a company called the Drifter Brewing Company, um, and they make the most incredible buhu gin and tonic. So it's a, it's a alcohol-free gin and tonic, uh, ready, you know, ready-made. Um, but with, with buhu flavors, and I, I've never really been a big fan of buhu. It's always quite, it's too kind of herby for me, but actually this is just really subtle, but it makes for a really adult, really interesting, uh, really grown up drink and, 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 and it's really refreshing and, and delicious. So those would be my two recommendations. Awesome. Thank you so much. Okay, well, I'm going to try everything. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there'll be orders coming your way very soon. <laughs> and I, I think this is really going to take off. So well done for the idea and, and good luck with the future. And I'm sure we'll be in touch. Thank you, Janet. Thanks <laughs> so much. Thank you, Janet. Really wonderful chatting, yeah. Yeah, it's lovely. So there you heard me talking to Fiona and Caroline, who launched Drink Nil just last month. I'm going to summarise some points from that conversation. We explored the reasons behind the popularity of alcohol-free drinks. We decided people are much more health conscious these days. Fiona and Caroline themselves are both mums of small children and they've got careers, so they need a clear head and lots of energy to cope. The millennials just don't drink like we do. They don't really want to emulate their parents. And then, of course, there's the growing trend of the sober curious. We talked about how sometimes people are exercising a lot, they're eating vegan and gluten-free, they're doing yoga, but then they're drinking a bottle of wine a night, which tends to undo all their hard work. So alcohol-free choices fit far more easily into that kind of lifestyle. And we talked about the fact that many in our community complain that alcohol-free wines just don't taste the same. And Caroline raised the very interesting point that perhaps the manufacturers shouldn't be packaging alcohol-free wine to look exactly like alcoholic wine, because then our expectations may be a little different. Rather than expecting it to taste like wine, we could see it as a different kind of drink. 
I talked about my view that we should see alcohol-free drinks in a third category. We should see alcohol and then soft drinks and then alcohol-free drinks and not expect alcohol-free drinks to taste like alcohol. And finally, Fiona took us through the difference between non-alcoholic, alcohol-free and de-alkalised. So please check out Drink Nil Coza. As you heard, they're offering a 15% discount for our community. I'm going to put the coupon code in our November newsletter and on our WhatsApp groups. Or you can simply email us at worldwithoutwine at gmail.com and we'll send you that coupon code. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share and I'll see you next time. If you've enjoyed this podcast, then please check out the World Without Wine subscription membership program. It's the essential resource for anyone looking to change their relationship with alcohol. Whether you're looking to moderate or even quit drinking completely, our eight-step program will help you succeed. We'll connect you with our warm and welcoming community. We'll put you on a 30-day alcohol-free challenge and we'll track your progress on a monthly basis. And that's just for starters. For more information on the benefits of our membership programme, just go to worldwithoutwine.com.